Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky. And we're gone, gone, gone. You don't know nothing about love if you can't hear the music. Real love isn't the wrong man, but evermore. So that is why yesterday is in between morning, uh, morning, noon, and night with a little blackmail. But joining us today are the usual Karinas, including... Uh, Brian. What? That, that was really great. And he used his album songs, which are all incredible. It's a great album. Um, but like... This is also our Thanksgiving show, bud. And I'm super excited to hear some of your Thanksgiving puns, like the apple pie of my eye, or like, we're going to like turkey lurking in the corner. You know, those things. Turkey lurking is a Christmas song. You know what I mean? I just, All right. <laughs> you know what? For Thanksgiving, I will, I'm thankful for both of you. So I'm going to give you exactly what you asked for. No <clears> puns. <throat> No, no, no. I, sorry, you're <laughs> going to get them. Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast where we're drunk on theater, or should I say, the Broad Basted cast where we're tired on tryptophan. What are we listening to? <laughs> Plymouth Rock, of course. How much sun have we gotten? Let's say I have a Puritan. What's your favorite Uh-oh. book? Fifty Shades of Gravy. <laughs> what's your favorite movie well silence of the yams of course we're just we're just ahead of the carve and here i am clucking thankful for you all joining us today are the usual gobblers who eat drink and cranberry including kevin sweet potato jager oh you saved the best for me <laughs> kimberly our flag football game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour Flag football is what I get. Oh, yeah, it's a like game. friends, like football game. Sure. 
<laughs> anyway, with us is a three-time <laughs> Grammy-nominated artist who you may have seen at the Lyric Opera of Chicago in Jesus Christ Superstar, in Motown the Musical as Stevie Wonder, or as the soul of Michael Jackson and Thrill Alive. His albums include This Is Ryan Shaw, It Gets Better, Real Love, and the upcoming Imagining Marvin. And if you couldn't guess by his title, This Is Ryan Shaw, let's give a big broad wasted welcome <laughs> to Friend of the Show. Friend of the Show. Ryan Shaw. You ready for this? Welcome. I already. I just want to start off by saying thank you for putting up with us already. Oh man, I wish you guys had told me about some puns. I'm I'm a ham, so I could. Oh, yes. You have come to the right place, my friend. Exactly. Well, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. And as we start every episode, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are we drinking? I'm actually drinking water. Great. 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 <laughs> the mm. H2O. Um, I am drinking a glass of red wine. It's a Merlot. Beautiful. Kimberly? Um, mine looks kind of like water, but it is blackberry moonshine and oh. a lime seltzer. Um. I thought that my husband had left me some of the blackberry moonshine and I like poured out what was left and I was like, oh, this is a thimbleful <laughs> moonshine. <laughs> oh, wait, so means I, should I be changing? Because I'm a whiskey man, but I didn't, I didn't make the connection, broad wasted. Now I get it. If you, you're more than welcome to join us for a drink. I have uh, I'm gonna get a shot of bullet rye. I'll be right back. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Like, like do a commercial or do something fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, well, this is, I have Malang, mine looks like water too. It's Malanga tequila with lime seltzer um, and the ice has already melted. Um, so we are uh, absolutely uh, having a nice Thanksgiving beverage for all of us. Yeah, of course. Um, and while, while Ryan's getting his drink. Thanksgiving drink? Like what do you drink around your family? <laughs> well, oh, my dad, like- sorry, Kevin, go for it. I was just, it's always wine in my house. Wine is very big. Oh, so yeah, like, yeah, your dad. It's just everyone's drinking the good wine. We drink wine, but yeah. my dad will typically, like, do um, cider on the stovetop, and then he'll add vodka or whiskey, depending on what we're feeling that, that day. Hey. Oh, that's good. Do yeah. you do you two, Kimberly and Ryan, do you have a uh, uh, drink? Uh, um, on Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving Go drinks Thanksgiving that you... Drink? Oh my gosh, I couldn't think of what you just said. <laughs> um, my mom has started making mulled wine. Oh, nice. I make mulled wine. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. My own mulled wine. But most of the time I make hidden drinks. Because, yeah, <laughs> I see the perplex. perplex Go on. Uh, so hidden drinks are drinks that um, my mother won't know is alcohol. <laughs> okay, there it is. I love it. I'm fully grown. My mother's like still Southern Pentecostal minister. And so, you know, we, me and my siblings all just sort of hide our drinks. And then if it's sort of like an awkward solo sippy cup thing, my mother's like, what's in the cup, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's, um, I don't know. <laughs> Start sun, sun-kissed. I don't know. <laughs> um, so you grab some bullet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rye or the bourbon? Neat, the the uh, the rye. Oh, the bullet rye is so good. So good. It's my go-to. That and mixer. Nice. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. 
Um, well, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time. We know you have a super great album coming out. Um, and uh, we wanted to talk about that, your career. So um, I figured let's just get into it with, um, let's talk about the new album coming out. Let's just start there. Um, we talked to a lot of people who have created albums, who have, you know, um, um, done both kind of uh, um their own songs, covers, things of that nature. And every single experience that we've heard from artists like yourself is completely different when creating an album. And I know this is a specific type of album. So I'd love to kind of hear um, your process uh, for just in general, and if it differed any way to create Imagining Marvin, um, would love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, this album has been in the, in the, works i mean as a thought maybe maybe a couple of years ago almost now um i was sitting and talking with my manager uh elizabeth healy and we were just sort of um you know trying to figure out because i had stepped away from music for a while and i had jumped into the broad wasted world <laughs> as we met snobs on saturday night and uh, <laughs> i had been you know in, in the, you know, finally like you know living the dream doing motown and um and then it was like my heart was really longing for the state, the performance stage. Well, Broadway's a performance stage. My own music stage, like getting back to my voice and my perspective as an artist. And uh, so we were just talking about what that would look like. And, you know, there's always, you always need, um, well, not always, but sometimes, you know, based on what's happening in the world, you connect yourself to part of it. And at the time, it was Marvin Gaye's 80th birthday year. Mm -hmm. Um. And also with my first record, I mean, this is like full transparency. With my first record, it was, um, there was uh, 11 songs, or was it 12? 12 songs, um, nine covers, three originals. Mm -hmm. The original songs did like most, a lot of the business, like We Got Love was one of the songs that was like a Sex in the City soundtrack and on several mm -hmm. television shows and, um, and in My Blueberry Nights. And like that, my own music was like getting there. Nobody was a big one. And then so... The second album, um, Real Love, the second full album, Real Love, was um, the opposite. So that was um, three covers, nine originals. Mm -hmm. It was the flip. But, you know, even with the covers, it was like, you know, it was always like a variety of just things that I connected to, mostly songs that I ended up implementing into my live show when I first started touring. You know, oh, you should record that. And so, you know, we kind of did. Uh, with this new record, I'm, I'm, I was trying to figure out a way to reflect the time and to sort of just cross all of my audiences because I'm not just in the recording world now, I'm also in Broadway world. And so it's like, how do you get everybody together? And the one artist that, although I played Stevie Wonder in Motown, the artist that really connected most of my like singing career, especially as an adult moving to New York City, sure. was Mark A. Um, when I first moved to New York, um, they said, go to the open mics. And that's where all the talent scouts used to come back in the day and people looking for demo singers and just way to get work. Cause I moved here and I was broke and I was like, okay, is this going to be the, the, the month of a bag of rice or are we going to eat some meat? And so, you know, I went out, <laughs> uh, you know, just started singing. And the first song that I actually sang at an open mic was, uh, everything must change. It didn't go over well. It was a ballad. And I realized, oh, these people are drunk and they really just want to dance. So the second song that I sang this two weeks later was what's going on Marvin Gaye mm -hmm. and it was instantly a hook and back then like you know the people who used to host the shows they would when, when, once she became popular they knew 
they would call you based on what song you're saying. So if they needed an up-tempo song, they would just tell the band to start playing your song. You knew you were coming up next because the show had a lull or whatever, or you, or they just knew what song you were going to sing or what couple of songs you were going to sing, and they would call you up to keep the show, the momentum of the show flowing how they wanted it. And so once what's going on became my thing, for like the next literal two years, I sang what's going on. <laughs> and I was the what's going on guy. And then, you know, fast forward years later with Motown, um, you know, um, I understudied Marvin as a part of the Motown thing. And a lot of people didn't know that. So some people would come to the show and they were like, I didn't see you as Stevie. I, I, I saw you as Marvin. And I was like, oh, you were there on one of those rare days when, when Brian Terrell Clark was out and I had to go. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Um, and so, and then so Marvin was there. And then my third Grammy nomination was for uh, a cover of Yesterday uh the beatles yesterday but my version is actually based on an obscure version of marvin gaye's rendition of the beatles yesterday mm. and oh. so marvin has just been tied throughout my career and it being his 80th birthday i was like well i'd rather do something that honors marvin um but it also gave me opportunity to keep my voice going because we will never know um i, I was kind of torn between doing an original all originals because every album i've done before had covers and i'm like i don't want to be this covers artist mm-hmm. and then and then also doing just a cover of a Marvin Gaye tribute album. And then the, the brain started ticking. I was like, oh, but Marvin will never make new music, unfortunately. But maybe I can just imagine what he would be doing if he was still here. Then the light came on, imagining Marvin. And it was a way for me to continue my artistry and sort of live vicariously through the spirit of what I think Marvin would do. And so all the original songs on the new record are sort of like, it's either like what I a song that I think thematically he may do or a song that I feel like melodically is still like really Marvin Gaye or only Marvin mm-hmm. a song like this and I'm trying my best to pull it off kind of thing. <laughs> so um, it, that, that's how it was birthed. That's awesome. And, and you, and this, correct me if I'm wrong, but you did some of this live, like the Imagining Marvin concept was something you did live first and then recorded the album. How, what was, the, the, what was the, the, the creation of all that? Yeah, I did. I did a show at the Cutting Room, which is one of my favorite venues in New York City. And one more, I pray that they're still one of the ones that agreed. I love the Cutting Room. So cool. Steve and those guys were there. Like my heart, anything I need, they've always come through. Even from back, even from the original Cutting Room, like from my early Columbia days before Mm -hmm. they got into Thirty Second Street. Um, But anyway, um, I did a show there. I called Steve and I was like, I have this concept that I'm trying to do, but I need to make sure that it it's going to work. Because the the issue I didn't want to run into was have people put the album on and go, oh, he's doing he's doing Marvin Gaye songs. I needed it to be I needed it to be oh wow this is dope. Oh wait that's Marvin Gaye. Mm. Oh wait that's Ryan. Got I needed it. it to be that first, and so I needed to do the song, needed to perform some of the music live with the band to make sure that it, it that it honored Marvin, but it fit me. Mm-hmm. That's why I did the live show at the cutting room. And from there, sort of birthed this, you know, um, all these talks with different labels and ended up, uh, you know, uh, having talks with Broadway records. Uh, sure. And not Broadway-sted records, just regular Broadway records. <laughs> <laughs> we like Broadway we occasionally records. occasionally get Broadway records. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Don't worry>. Awesome. <laughs> with Van over there. So, sure. yeah, we started talking with them and, you know, just trying to figure out how we would get it done. And it ended up being a joint venture with, me for the first time being my own label, well, a joint venture with my label and Broadway Records. So Form Records, Fans of Real Music is my label and uh, Broadway Records is, you know, marketing distribution. And so it's a good partnering. And um, 
But yeah, I needed to do it live to make sure that it worked. And it did. I feel that it did. And anyone who says it's different awesome. can go and beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. Um, that comes out November 27th. Um, you Ooh. can pre you can pre-order it now um, and uh, it'll be available on uh, brotherrecords.com, but also um, I'm assuming it's going to be available at uh, um, ryanshaw.com. And, yeah, go, to, uh, yeah, just go to my website, ryanshaw.com, all the links there. To pre-order the record, it'll take you to Broadway Records anyway. Cool. So you can go to the or for the full Awesome. Um, let's talk a little bit about Motown. Um, Motown is great. And uh, tell us a little bit about, um, was that, uh, remind me, was that your uh, Broadway debut? Mm-hmm. What was that like kind of, uh, you know, taking on the, pers- I mean, realistically taking on the persona of not only um, Stevie Wonder, but understudying the Marvin character kind of, um, you know, what was it like to kind of incorporate yourself? I guess, I guess this was a perfect kind of pre um uh practice for the album but like what was it like to kind of mix these personas with your personality and kind of what was your kind of uh uh, thought process in terms of conveying that when in Motown um it was it was well first of all Motown itself is has always been like a machine like Barry Gordy and especially when he's involved is always very hands-on and he was very hands-on with this production as well so we saw him every day it was like it's so, sort of surreal like i'm really just like just really just hanging out with barry gordy like Stevie, <laughs> you know go left and it's oh wow okay this is okay i'm really a part of the motown family so that was that was the coolest one of the coolest parts mm. uh, the whole motown experience was like i said it was very it came at a great time, like I said, because at a point my touring had kind of slowed down. It was actually a op- great opportunity for me to actually keep my brand in the forefront. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, like I say, honor these artists that I really had admired for most of most of my life. Um, although in the beginning, I didn't know who they were. And that's another story. We can maybe get into that a little later. But uh, <laughs> but uh, to honor honor them. So with Stevie, because that was actually my role. It was Stevie Wonder, and I played... Um, also, Levi Stubbs, the lead singer for the uh, Four Tops. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Stevie was the main feature that I had. And it was very important for me, again, um, even at that time, to bring the essence of Stevie, but not try to, like, imitate Stevie, because that's corny. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, I feel like if, you, if there's some greatness in you, or even if you imagine greatness in you, if you don't really <laughs> believe it, that you can be great. <laughs> undeniable that stevie's great so if you connect to anything that you feel is great inside of you and then place yourself in his music and placing yourself in his music is specifically with stevie is very important because stevie i mean he couldn't see and so his music actually gave you the colors it gave you the pictures that you actually knew he couldn't see which made it even more amazing and so when i performed stevie live on stage i was literally i guess what they call it method like i my eyes were closed the whole time i made myself to be blind so that I would have to rely on other things to, for each performance. And so each, each night that created something different. And um, Stevie wasn't a, a principal in Motown, which was kind of odd for me because in reality, Stevie was the only artist that actually never left Motown. Like to this day, I think he's still signed to Motown Records. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wasn't a principal. But, you know, it, it, that is what it is. Um, but I got this, the, the opportunity to understudy Marvin 
in that same breath. And Marvin was a principal, so he had lines and there was story and there was mm. acting beats. And, you know, you know, as a singer, you're always acting, uh, especially when you're on stage. But as Marvin, I had actual lines and I got to say some things. I got to, this is how I feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> it was that. And it was pretty cool um, to be able to do that and to actually grow and stretch those, my acting chops, because um, I hadn't done that for years and years since I had left, like, Tyler Perry back in, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first time you went on for Marvin? Um, I don't remember like the exact day, but I remember being like not having a lot of warning that it was happening. Cool. Like getting in that morning and they're like, oh, Brian is off. Uh, you're going on for Marvin. And me running to try to find my script. <laughs> 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 because that never happened. Brian is so consistent. He was never off. And it wasn't a planned vacation. I think he was just something happy. He just was off. And I was like, oh, wow. And so I was really excited and really sort of nervous. And between each scene, I was literally off the side of the stage reading through the script to make sure I didn't mess up. Because by that time I went on for the first time, we had been in this process for a long time, like a year of rehearsals and workshops. So I knew everybody. And so Brandon Victor Dixon, who's like amazing top performer in his game, and we also had become really good friends by then. And so... You know, and, and if you mess up on stage, Brandon is not going to let you let it down off the stage. Oh. <laughs> I got to at least make sure I at least get the lines correct oh, so that I don't hear it from, from Brandon. But no, it was, it was a pretty cool experience. I remember the first time I came off, you know, and Brandon would come and say, pretty cool. And then, like, over time, when I would go on periodically for Marvin's, like, one time, Brandon, he asked me, he was like, did somebody say something to you? I was like, no, what you, about what? He was like, you know, about, you know, like in understudy rehearsal, like, did they go? I was like, no, I was just, you know, the more I read the script and the more I realize it's something, something, he's like, yeah, because that was, today you were, I said, oh, I got the Victor Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's my brother, but it was cool. It was, that was a great experience, yeah. You know what else is a great experience? Oh, no. Tuesdays <laughs> in, in the, the corner, corner with Kevin. Kevin. Corner. Just sing it faster and then the lag won't be as noticeable. <laughs> okay. So, welcome to Kevin's Corner, where I have a fun game plan for us that's called Are You Shaw? That's Not You. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I already don't know if I want to play this. <laughs> Here's the way it's going to play is I have a list of people who either have your same first name. Or same last name. And so I'm going to say, wait, aren't you? And describe that person. And you have to be like, no, that's so-and-so. And and tell me who that actually is. Oh, my God. This is going to be embarrassing and painful. Now, here's the fun part. (laughs) You get get to phone a friend to call Kimberly twice. And you can phone a friend to call Brian twice. So you have two lifelines from each person. Okay, and we're going to see how many you get right. To call Kimberly? Me. So you can ask Kimberly for help or Brian for help twice each. Oh, you know what I thought you were sucking about? Because I have a friend, amazing performer, Kimberly Nicole. And Ooh. I was like, pick up my phone and call Kimberly Nicole. And then we said, Brian, I thought you were talking about Brian Terrell Clark because I was <laughs> Now I'm looking at the screen names and I see Brian. <laughs> okay, awesome. Never mind. Well, no worries. All right. <laughs> So here we go. First one. Aren't you the actor who played Deadpool in the movies? 
No. That's ah! <laughs> can I just take if I'm wrong, then what happens? If I just guess and I'm wrong. You just guess and you're wrong. It's just for fun. Then can I call a lifeline though, or do you are you gonna tell me? We'll move on to the next one if you guess. I'm pretty sure it's not this person. Um no, I'm gonna call Kimberly for a lifeline. Kimberly. That's Ryan Reynolds. That's oh, correct. I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna say somebody else, and that was gonna be <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. <laughs> Wait, aren't you the guy who is in the movie La La Land? No, that's Ryan Gosling. Yes. yes. Well, who also played Deadpool in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. You're from the same Hollywood mold. Exactly. Totally. Uh, Wait, aren't you the host of American Idol? No, no. First of all, oh, you, okay, never mind. No, that's Ryan Seacrest. There it is. <laughs> um, next one. Wait, aren't you the female star of When Harry Met Sally? The female star of When Harry Met Sally? Yes. No, that's Meg Ryan. There you go. <laughs> um, wait. <laughs> Aren't you the constellation I can see in the sky because of the three stars that make your belt? Kinda. (laughs) 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 My mind is so crazy. I was going to say kinda because sometimes when people go near my belt, they go, oh, Ryan. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Wait. Aren't you that movie? Specifically, when my partner goes near my belt. It's Orion. Not not just someone. We have to lies <laughs> get out and deceive. Wait, aren't you the fictional character being played by Jim from The Office in an Amazon like original series? You need to repeat that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Aren't you the fictional character being played by the actor that played Jim in The Office in an Amazon, like, new series? Um, Brian. No, he's not Jack Ryan. There you go. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the last one. Um, Aren't you that movie about those two guys who are in prison together and then the one escapes and then the one gets out and they live together on like a fun like beach island together. Wow. I I feel like I'm right, but I know I'm going to be wrong. No, that's saving Private Ryan. Oh, no. No, You know what it is? No, that's Ryan on the moon. No. No. I'm sorry. No, that's the Shaw Shank Redemption. Correct. I've never seen it. Oh, really? No good. I was like, well, I have to see this movie because it's Shaw. And then, yeah. I, and then I never did. And it's been decades. It's and always on like TNT. <laughs> that's true. I think that's what I watched it for the first time. And uh, final one. I have one more, like a bonus one. Wait. Mm-hmm. 
Aren't you Sharpay's brother? Sharpay's is what? Yeah, so repeat that again. Aren't you Sharpay's brother from High School Musical? No, that's Shaw Truce. <laughs> <laughs> that's a way better answer. The real answer is Ryan uh, Evans. But we will take Chartreuse, Shaw Truce, because that was the greatest thing I've ever heard. And now this is officially the end of Kevin's Corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh. what's happening? Oh, Shaw Truce was so good right, because the that name is, before sort of sounded like a color, and I thought you were doing a play on words. No, no, that's perfect, that's spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> oh, um, oh my God. That's so amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we, can we talk about your uh, experience with Jesus Christ Superstar? Absolutely. So did the performance that you did, did that come out after the one that had happened on TV? Yes. And did you see a difference in how, like, the audience responded as it, since it had been brought back into, like, the pop culture zeitgeist by that new version? Yeah, I think they would have responded the same way. Because there were because the this production that was in Chicago was was the import of the one that they that just won all the Olivier's in London. <clears throat> and it was at Regent's Park. And it was a big outdoor concert. And it was done in concert sort of form play form but concert version and the audience was participatory it was kind of the same thing and that's all i'll say nice did you have a lot of the same like did you have like the stairs that the london production did i know they had like a lot of like a lot of their set was like a giant yeah, it, was, it was the same set it was okay, the cool. same set and that's why they did it at the opera house because there was no broadway theater that was big enough to hold this 30-foot stage this 30-foot scaffolding and so they they needed to do it at a large-scale place and the opera house was the only mm-hmm. u.s facility that could house it besides actually being outside again which wasn't possible at the time of year because it was cold as hell <laughs> 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 And Chicago was not a joke at that time. And literally, no. it was crazy because it was, it was also because seasons I'm learning are different in Chicago. Because yeah. when I left New York, because well, what was that? I think that was like April or maybe May, April, May when it happened. And I was like, oh, it's going to be warm soon. So I brought like a light jacket. Chicago mm. said, no. Winter. <laughs> no, we are not done with you yet. And so my <laughs> second day there, I literally went to Macy's. I went to Macy's and like bought like n- new technology. I didn't even know it existed. 
was like this new down, but it was a very thin jacket, but it was super warm because it had like the bones of like crushed bones of an alien or something inside of it. <laughs> super warm. And I was like, happening. and then I bought another coat and then I was kind of okay, but I was still cold. Chicago is not a joke when it's cold. And no you way. said you had said that you're you're uh, you grew up in like a very like religious kind of environment. Mm-hmm. Um, what did that like inform like your the way you looked at this piece and like your performance of it, like what you've grown up with? No, no. I, I mean, I, I think over time, you know, we we grow up and we we don't necessarily depart from what we know, but we we learn. It's really funny. <laughs> really funny about you know religion and what we were taught and what we were and what we thought we were taught and that's the other thing I'm learning as we grow up like I think a lot of times we we perceive things to be a certain way and then when we go back and like talk to our parents they're like no that was never why, why would you even think that even as simple things as like as a grown man I'm in New York City and um <clears throat> me and my best friend um Bobby we were um having Thanksgiving dinner. So for anybody who couldn't go home to their family, he would cook a big dinner and we'd all bring food and everybody who couldn't go home would just come and have a big party. Mm. And so we were there and I was like, he's like, what, are you going to make something? I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to make some, some, some iced potato salad. And he was like, some what? I said, I'm going to make iced potato salad. And he was like, I've never heard of that. I'm like, it's what everybody has, iced potato salad. And he was like, that sounds interesting, but strange. And I was like, what is wrong with you? So I called my mother. I'm like, mom, when, when you make potatoes at it, what do you what do you call it? She's like, I potato salad. I was like, no, what are you actually saying? She was like, I potato salad. I was like, no, slow it down. What are the words you're actually saying? She was like, Irish potato salad. <laughs> and they don't have time to go through all those syllables. So it's just <laughs> and I was but my mind registered ice potatoes, which don't exist. <laughs> you think you were so, going to make it. Exactly. And I just wanted to make it. And but the thing about this is so that lets me know like, oh, so there were probably a lot of things that I perceived as being something else from my upbringing that not necessarily was just something that I heard. And from the fear of not being taught not to question adults, Mm -hmm. you just make your own interpretation, say this is what they meant. And this has kept me from getting my behind beat for so many years. I'm going to stay with it. But as we grow and we learn, we just realize that 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 the moral principles of the Bible and the concepts of most religions anyway are all pretty much synonymous. You know, it's all about loving God, loving your neighbor and loving selves. And everything else is just arguing points. You know, what we think about everything doesn't really matter for salvation or for eternal life or for any of those things. It's just things that we actually end up using to divide ourselves as opposed to saying, what common ground do we have? And if we follow those common ground things, then we're all fine. So I think what it did was, though, it, it... it allowed us, the actors and the director, who was very interested, especially from him being um, from England, a completely different experience with church, you know, being mm-hmm. there. We had a lot of deep conversations in rehearsal, like about it. Like we took time, you know, to sit and talk. He said, like, so Ryan, I'm very interested in hearing your upbringing because I grew up Pentecostal. And, you know, he's like, well, what was this mean? I said, oh, growing up, that would have been sacrilege. And what are you doing? You're going to hell, actually, just for existing. You know, is that kind of thing, you know, that we were kind of taught. And so... You know, it, that, that's what it did. It didn't necessarily change my perspective, but it did let me know that there are a lot of other perspectives out there. That's amazing. Cool. Um, should we, oh, let's talk a little bit about uh, 
you know, being a Grammy nominated artist, your career is I mean, incredible. And um, I guess talk about that experience, maybe your first one, your most recent one, just kind of like the excitement of that. And if you wanted to like, love to hear a little bit about like the Grammy machine, if you will, kind of going through that process. Um, the Grammy machine was in its finest light on, <laughs> was on my first nomination. <laughs> go back to 2008. Sure. Um, Grammy nomination for I Am Your Man, Best Traditional R&B Vocal Performance, song written by the iconic Ashford and Simpson, who also, Valerie, co-wrote my newest single that came out on September 18th. Uh, and, um, recorded that song, um, and <laughs> it was really a, a weird situation. I mean, a crazy situation that was happening because I was actually, the day the nominations came out, I was actually flying home to Atlanta uh, for my grandmother's funeral. And so I, my, the plane touches down. Uh, as soon as I turn my phone on, my phone is ringing while I'm turning it on. And it's my producer, Jimmy Braylauer. And he's like, uh, I know you're in Atlanta and I know that, you know, it's not a, a good situation. My condolences. Uh, but I feel like with every negative things, there always, always comes a silver lining and you've just been nominated for a Grammy. And so I have like all these mixed emotions, all these mixed feelings. And I want to cry and I want to thank you, grandma. And it's like, I don't know, you know, whatever, all these things. And so I um, get fast forward to um, February, which I think it was February when the Grammys were at, uh, that year, um, being at the Grammys and that machine and how as a nominee, you have all these escorts and people walk you around and they go, oh, this is Ryan Shaw. He's, a, he's his first time he's a Grammy nominee this year, traditional army vocal performance. They go, oh, let him in. And they're giving me watches and suits and oh are you going to i'm saying i'm performing at the black eyed peas event the green the green carpet at the black eyed peas at the peas event oh well what are you wearing i'm not quite sure yet oh well take this ted baker suit and if you do it just send us a picture of it. i'm like this is a three thousand dollar suit yes take it take more take all you want and then you begin to realize, and you begin to realize how people kind of if i wasn't like a grounded individual how you sure. can like get lost in the hype and like really lose your damn mind Mm. Like, I am God. I control <laughs> like storm. I control happen in your mind. So, um, but yeah, that was like the super awesome experience. But then, um, and then being at the Grammys and seeing all like how they do it for television. And for many years, you know, you sit at home and you're like, I wonder how this is happening. What's happening like during the commercial break. And now I know people are peeing and eating like nachos, but you know, other than that, it's like, <laughs> really cool you know and um and um but then like you know but then the next year i said oh i'm gonna go back to the grammys that was amazing and so you go back to the same gifting suite and you knock on the door and they're like hi and they're like yeah i'm ryan shaw and i'm like hey i remember you from last year they're like uh i'm sorry you are um were you nominated no not this year i was nominated last year you remember we had the we had a joke about the champagne remember the champagne and the monkey you remember the champagne and the monkey she's like i'm sorry you have to go away and i was like oh what have you done for me lately? Yeah. That's what it was. And so it was just, a, but it was a great experience. Being a nominee, especially first time nominee at the Grammys is super, super amazing. And, um, and then I decided I would never go back unless I was nominated again. And so I've only been to the Grammys four times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was nominated. And the one time I made the mistake of going as a nun. <laughs> they love me. Let me just knock on this door real quick. <laughs> Peggy, remember me? We had the champagne and the monkey. I need to wear a suit, so I need one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a from last year that you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
you know, it's like, they'll just keep the suit, but you have to go, you know, it's that kind of thing. So oh, it's so awesome. it really awesome. That's incredible. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Should we, Kimberly, should we play a game? Yes, absolutely. You know, speaking of iced potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will also just say that we say iced rice a lot in my household, me and my husband, because I tend to spill things. And one time I spilled an entire glass of ice water on top of like the fried rice that was for the table. So wow. I used to, so sometimes rice. Jay's like, you know, I'm craving some ice rice. <laughs> <laughs> when he said ice potatoes, I was like, did he also spill ice on his potatoes once? Exactly. No, no. <laughs> um, I like our Thanksgiving traditions. And since it is almost Thanksgiving, um, we're going to build a Thanksgiving meal using our my Lights of Broadway show cards. I have just the shows in this little pile. And so you'll each get a part of the meal and a show that will inspire your dish in cool. your mind and create it for us. Mm. Um, and since you can't like pull from a hat like Thanksgiving's past, <laughs> number these and then you get to... I will randomly number them and then you just pick a number when it's your turn. While you number that, I had a family Zoom recently with my whole family, including my sister's two kids. Um, and the six-year-old was singing her new favorite song, which is Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Oh. Okay. And she sang the entire song. And um, my sister goes, you haven't heard the best part. She goes, tell them who Jay- who is Jay-Z. Because, you know, in the song, it says, like, she says that a Jay-Z song is on. Yeah. Goes, Who is Jay-Z? And without skipping a beat, my six-year-old niece goes, oh, it's all of the single lady's husband. Oh! <laughs> all of them. Yeah, and I was like, oh, she, like, she was like, oh, because I guess, like, my sister must have said at some point, oh, that's Beyonce's husband. She sings all my single ladies. And yeah. so all she heard was it's all of the single lady's husband. Oh. <laughs> that is ridiculous and great at the same time. Um, I love your family Zoom calls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay, Kevin, for you and your family, would you like to pick the first dish? Sure. Pick a number one through four. Uh, three. Three. You get to choose. You get to build a main dish and tell me when, and then I'll pick you a card. Uh, when? Miss Saigon, specifically the 2017 revival. Wow. Okay. Um, so the specific revival, so we're going to have as our main dish, uh, no blazada nuggets, which are, um, chicken nuggets, but they're just covered in, um, cheese and bacon and ranch dressing because that sounds incredible and for and, no other reason yeah and um it also sounds like covering something in cheese bacon and ranch dressing is the american dream so i feel like right. okay i was about to say saigon so <laughs> You're gonna have to tie that in. <laughs> so that was the tie-in was the Noble Zada Nuggets are in the American right. Dream of Ranch. The American Dream of Ranch. Yeah, I actually, I actually love that tie-in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before right. then, I was saying things in my head that you wouldn't like, but <laughs> until then, it was you, you, you. 
I pulled it together. <laughs> All right, Brian, a number one through four, but not three. Uh, I'll go with one. One. You get to make a cocktail. Sure. All right. Say when. When. Groundhog Day. <laughs> I mean, the second you finish it, it fills right back up. Again. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, does, thing, so. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what it is. The second you finish, like the like the Thor mug when he's drinking with Doctor Strange, it just fills right back up again. It doesn't matter what you're putting in it. That's so you your groundhog. Created a magical cup. Yeah, I, and that's <laughs> okay, fine great. with me. It's a magical cup, hundred percent. That's incredible. Amazing. All right, Ryan, number two or four? Uh, let's do four. Four. You get to make dessert. Yeah, and I actually do make desserts. Great. Dessert. Oh yay! Okay, oh, yeah? so when? When? The producers. Do over. That's not a dessert. Win. Wicked for dessert. Yes, yes, yes. Wicked for dessert. And actually, really cool um, because I had a wicked guest on my album, too, that's coming out in a Ooh. couple of days. We've already announced it, but the one and only Shoshana Bean. Yes. Yes, on my record. And, uh, and so for dessert, we will do a... Watergate salad. Do, do y'all know what Watergate salad is? No. I've heard of it, but I forget. Watergate salad is almost like ambrosia. Yeah. Except it's made with pistachio pudding, so it's green. Ah, got Ooh. it. And so it's like pistachio pudding with pineapple and pecans and whipped cream. And we're going to put that over like a nice bed of graham crackers. Ooh. Oh, Okay. That sounds delicious. Yeah, and we're going to call it the Shoshana Bing Wicked Dessert Pie thing. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's awesome. the name of it, Shoshana Bing Wicked Pie thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? And, and that also ties in because she was also a waitress, which ties into desserts. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, you yeah. did it. Oh, my God, that was perfect. Double points. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Thank you. And I even could get double points. <laughs> All right. Well, that leaves me with an appetizer. Mm-hmm. Will someone say when for me? When? The producers. No. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got bandstand. All right. Which I enjoy. But I, I can't say it reminds me of a food. I'm like, I liked the cocktail that I drank when I saw it. Do over. Uh, which was like gin and champagne. Yeah, do it over. Just pick a do over. If I got a do over, you get to do a do over. Perfect. Because there was nothing sweet about the producers. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That show is salty. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, Wait, so you said, oh. Oh, what did you say before? That's not a. It's not a. Des- uh, that's not a dessert show. Yeah, it's not a dessert show. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh-huh. Okay, so I have Oklahoma instead. Yes. And I think I'll make um, iced potato salad. This. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I actually like want 
to like figure out how you can make that because people make things in like ice cube trays all the time. Yes. And so I think what you can do is like line an ice cube tray with pie dough mm-hmm. and like push into the little trays and then fill it with all sorts of different like traditional sides. So like um, a sweet potato one, a pumpkin pie, a mashed potato, like a cheesy mashed potato in like all of the different ice cube containers. I like that pumpkin pie is a side at your Thanksgiving. (laughs) It was more that I was thinking of sweet potatoes and then I was like, pumpkin pie is also orange. Like yams. I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 yeah, Like a sweet, um, sweet potato pudding. Do you call it? I don't know. Yeah. We're there. With the marshmallows. Souffle. Sweet potato soup. That is the right one. And then like stuffing, for instance, or just turkey. And then you close it up and then freeze them for a little bit, turn them out, and then you cut them up and they're just like little pockets of delicious once you bake them. So it's like a a two-bite pie. Oh, I get it. It's pre, it's like pre-prep Thanksgiving. You do it in these things and then you thaw them, but then you have to bake them. Yes. So it's basically like you made pizza rolls, but like Thanksgiving flavored oh, pizza rolls. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> you should have just led with that. That sounds great. <laughs> like Thanksgiving kind of. Oh wait, that's the pizza bagel song. I was about to say when Thanksgiving's on a bagel, you can have Thanksgiving. Honestly, if Thanksgiving's on a bagel, I'll eat anytime. So it doesn't <laughs> oh my god, matter. that would be incredible. Hmm. Perfect. Um, All right, that was our Thanksgiving meal here. Yay! Hey. Year twenty twenty. Um, on well, Zoom, like it will be in real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan, you before we end here, you said that you're you make the dessert. You're a baker. Like, what are some of your uh, what are some of your go tos? Like, what are like what's that signature Ryan Shaw dessert dish? Uh, I actually bake cakes. I make okay. probably the best cakes you've ever had in your life. All right, confidently say that. Uh, I'm actually um, I'm sort of a Renaissance guy, I guess. Um, and yeah, baking is really a forte. I actually, when I was doing uh, Thriller in London, I, I did start my side hustle because I used to go to this cafe um, off Finchley Road. They've moved since, but the owner is still a good friend of mine uh, called La Bon Coin, which means the good corner. Um, um, and it was really cool because it's called La Bon Coin, which is French, but he is Armenian and his wife is Italian. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the place is great. And it was in, Go- I used to live in Golders Green, which is a very like Jewish neighborhood. So all of my friends in the neighborhood, like 60, 70, 80 year old white Jewish women. It was like amazing. I would go in and go, hello, Ryan, good morning. I'm like, good morning. And so I would go to the cafe every morning and I would have breakfast or I would have lunch. I was there at least four or five times a week. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I would order dessert and I was like, you know, I mean, like what's, what are these desserts? Like, this is not cool. And he was like, yeah, all the, all the like, mom and pop shops, bakeries, um, cafes use the same two bakeries that just ship all over London. You know, there's one mm. in North London, one in South London. And so everybody has the same pastries and then people just eat it because they want it sweet. They never really finish it. And I said, Hey, so if I may, if I baked you something, would you tell me what you think about it? And he was like, if I like it, I'll sell it. Hence good cakes. Um, which was the company I started when I was living there for a year and, um, his cafe and a couple of the cafes were selling actually my cake. So, um, on my, in the days, in the mornings, before I went to the show at night, I would bake cakes and drop them off at the, at the, at the plate. And the, uh, my company is called good cakes, G U D good. Uh, the acronym is gourmet unrivaled desserts. Mm. And um, and it was your acronyms are amazing. That record label, this is the best thing ever. 
Thank you. I'm a, call me. I have acronyms out the ass. <laughs> <laughs> and A stands for acronyms. Shaw. Uh, Style. Thanks. Style. Yeah. Specific. Um, I don't know. Synonyms. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll figure that out. Um, but yeah, and so so my cake. So growing up, I used to make red velvet, uh, carrot cake, and a cake called plum cake. Mm. When I went to London, I made the red velvet cakes, which were probably the most popular. And then based on that recipe, I started getting into my alchemist head and I started adjusting it to make my own new flavors because you're in a different country and the palate is different. So they, they may be more apt to citrus or more apt to other things. So I started exploring these cake recipes. So by the, by the time I left London, I was doing red velvets, carrot cake. I was doing one called Lemon Gods, which is pretty much like, if you like lemon, then you're in heaven. Uh, I did a cappuccino cake, which is like hints of, it's like you're drinking a, a cappuccino. Mm-hmm. Um. The icing had like, you know, hints of cinnamon and, and like nutmeg in it. And then there was um, my friend Trinice, who I met. Actually, she's from America. Trinice Cobbins from the first season of uh, American Idol. Oh, no. Second season. Third yeah. season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, Trinice. She was in Thriller as well. We, I, that's where I met her. We got a, we, that's like my ace right there. And so she was like, you should make a... I said, give me a challenge. So she said, you should do green tea. So I have a green tea cake that is... Immaculate, probably one of my favorites. I would and like it immediately. You know, green tea, lemon gods, and then I used to do oh a warming spice chocolate cake because I don't I'm not a really big chocolate cake fan. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make a chocolate cake that I would eat, and so it's not. My mother was like, "You can't call that no chocolate cake," and I said, "Okay." <laughs> but she said it's really good, but it's warming, so it's, so it's a milder chocolate cake. It's not a rich, heavy chocolate cake. It's sort of a lighter brown color. But it has all the, it's great for now, this time of year, for Thanksgiving, because Mm -hmm. it's warming spices. So it has hints of like ginger and cinnamon and clove and nutmeg. And it's all these, any spice that makes you feel warm inside is in this cake. And it's pretty amazing. So there you have it. Does good cake still exist or? Well, it it doesn't exist in that form. I realize in America that cakes are not as, it depends on where you sell them. They're not as, um, elegant sure they just it's a thing so then i was then i decided for america that i was going to name the the cake company after <laughs> my mother which became a thing uh because my mother's the one who taught me how to bake and so mm-hmm. i was talking to uh one of my other friends linda and i was like linda i'm thinking about doing it for america but i'm gonna change the name from gourmet unrivaled des- gourmet unrivaled dessert desserts good cakes to oh this this bullet rice setting in i can't even talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> From gourmet unrivaled desserts to um, my, honor my mother and call it Linda's Love Cakes because my mom, mom was going to talk me how to. She was like, "You can't do that," and I was like, "Why not?" She was like, "Say it again." I was like, "Linda's Love Cakes." She was like, "You can't do that," and I was like, "What are you saying?" I was like, "My mom's name is Linda, and it's Linda's Love Cakes," and she was like, "Like Linda Lovelace." <laughs> And I was like, only your dirty mind would go there. <laughs> and then I was like, but actually now I have to name it that because that is going to be even more awesome for America. And so <laughs> I do, when I do start the cake company, it may still be called Gourmet Unrivaled, but it's probably going to be Linda's Love Cakes. Cool. I, love I told my I mother about it. She's like, hmm, but she's okay with it. So it'll be. <laughs> well, I feel like you what? could do an entire one-man show that's just an impersonation of like, you having conversations with your mother. Yes. And it could be a Broadway show. Short, yes. short engagement, limited engagement, but definitely at least at least six to 
to eight weeks. I was going to say six to eight weeks, like you could fill that house. Yeah. yeah. Um, 90, 90 um, minutes, no intermission. at 25% capacity. <laughs> With only one actor, it sells itself. <laughs> well, <laughs> that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, thank you so much. Takes forever. I know. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Um, uh, when we can see each other in person, we'd love to meet you, and we would expect you to bring a cake. I will. <laughs> when we can breathe the same air, there will be cake. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us. As a reminder, again, we talked about it during this episode, November 27th. Um, you can get Ryan's album, pre-order it um, at ryanshaw.com, which will take you to Broadway Records. Um, and then once it's released, you can um, purchase it wherever you can purchase music. Um, so definitely check that out again. It's Imagining Marvin. Um, we were so happy to talk to you about it today. Um, you know, Marvin and Cakes, really a no better yeah. hour. Um, but um, um, we end every episode with a quote. We do? We do, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm sure you would agree it couldn't fit more perfectly than to have a word world party on the day you came to be. Happy birthday by Stevie Wonder. Um, it just so happens we talked about cakes. So that worked out nicely. Perfect. But uh, thank you so much for taking time to join us. Um, where can people follow you uh, online? Um, on all social media platforms. That will be uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's This Is Ryan Shaw. Cool. Um, this is Ryan Shaw. It's the same uh, everywhere. You can follow us at Broad Wasted. Um, you can find us on the same platforms that he just mentioned. Um, and then you can also um, find us on things like Patreon uh, and uh, find us on Spotify, Stitcher, as well as iTunes. Rate and review us there. Five Bye. stars, please. And thank you. Um, and uh, Ryan, thank you so much. Um, break a leg with your album. Uh, we're super excited for you to release it. And um, let's hope that you can go to the Grammys again. <laughs> yeah. a, a big happy it's Thanksgiving great. to all of our Broadway listeners. I hope yes. you all are happy, healthy, and safe and having a great time with Thank family and love. Thank you for listening. Yes, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving. And as we end every episode, um, here's Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much, Ryan. We really appreciate it. Take care, guys. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.